I'm super excited to teach this series, A New Beginning. And I'm sure that in some way it articulates all of our yearnings. Like, Lord, please get us out of 2020. We need a new beginning. The question is, what kind of a new beginning are you pursuing? Now, before we jump into the teaching for today, uh, I just want to call your attention to, please, if you're watching on Facebook, just go ahead and share this with your family and friends. Or if you're watching by way of the web, uh, website, just share a link to, uh, to this message and worship gathering on the website. Let's get this word out uh, for in there. All right, so here's what I want you to think about. Here's how I want you to think as you, as you consider the first uh, Sunday uh, and the first week of a brand new year. And you're thinking, you're excited about a new beginning. The question is, what kind of a new beginning are you excited about? For example, uh, it's uh, possible to thoughtlessly, unintentionally stumble into a new beginning. For, you know, uh, if you uh, wanted 2020 to last, you'd probably be one of only 10 people on the whole planet that would want that. But if you wanted 2020 to last, you know, too bad. The calendar has changed. The year has shifted. It's 2021, whether you're ready for it or not. It's just a reminder that sometimes life overtakes us, right? Pulls us into new beginnings that we're not thinking about or planning for. Uh, God is is saying through this series, that's not the kind of new beginning that he wants to work in your life. Or there are some of those, there are some new beginnings that start as high octane, right? Just fast and powerful. But because the infrastructure is so poorly constructed beneath that beginning, it burns out. And then, of course, uh, there are those new beginnings that are just wonderful and how they get started you know, and further down the road, you look around and realize it was a new beginning to the wrong thing. So part of what God wants you to consider during the context of this series, starting today, is what kind of a new beginning are you actually longing for and pursuing and dreaming of here the first week of this, of this brand new year in 2021? And here, you know, here's what you need to hear from God. That he is as anxious for you to have a new beginning as you are to achieve a new beginning. But the new beginning that he wants you to have is the new beginning that he wants to do in you. Long before we get to what he can do through you. Shifting your heart, shifting your thinking, right? Okay, to that end. I want to spend, you know, at least the first half of this message really kind of unpacking what I want to call some, some basic insights, what is clearly a word from the Lord, and a practical prayer to really kind of get you aligned to the new beginning that God wants to do in your life. And if you let him have his way in your life, then what's going on around you will ultimately line up. And the word really comes from uh, Joseph. In Genesis chapter 41, Joseph is at the pinnacle of his life. Uh, he is the second most powerful person in the most powerful country, which is Egypt. Uh, he is wealthy. In this particular text, he is dedicating and naming his two sons, which will become his legacy as they become a part of the great nation of Israel. He is at, uh, he's at the height of his success. And in the 
naming of his two sons, he's reflective, listen to me, he's reflective about how he got to where he has arrived. And inside of that process of naming his two sons, there's some insight, right? And, and, and I think God wants to use what Joseph says here as a clear instrument to speak to you right now as you listen. So it begins here, chapter 41, verse 51. It says, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh. Manasseh is associated with a word that means to forget. And he said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Here's what Joseph is saying. He says, look, when I consider where I am and when, based on where I started off at, Right. thrown into slavery and ended up in prison and on all of the ups and downs of his life. He says, when I consider all of that, when I consider the, the, the friction and the fighting I had with my brothers in my father's household, he says, Here's, I'm going to name this boy Manasseh because as Manasseh runs around the house, he's going to be a reminder of all the things I had to strategically forget in order to get to where I am. Come on now. I, 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 I had to forget some stuff that went down in my father's household. I had to forget some trouble that, that overtook me on my journey, some injustices that took place. Come on now, some, some, some mistreatment that took place. I had to strategically shout, forget, forget, in order to lay claim to the journey that has brought me here. If Joseph was here talking to you today, he would say, hey, what is it? the first week of the new year that you need to strategically forget? <laughs> what is it you need to strategically forget in order to move forward in your marriage? What is it that you need to strategically forget from your childhood in order to reach the next level of elevation that God has for you, you know, on your job, for example? What, what is it you need to strategically forget? And then watch the second piece here. <laughs> The second son, he names Ephraim. Now, Ephraim actually is a word that's associated with a double prosperity. He says, I've done this because it is because God has made me fruitful, doubly prosperous in the land of my suffering. Now, with this, I've just backed into what I want you to hear as God's prophetic word to you, God is saying to you as you're, as you're leaning in and listening. Some of you are, 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 are watching from, for the very first time. And you're like, God can't be speaking. Now, I want to say he orchestrated this moment so you can hear this. Here's his word. God is saying in 2021, I want to make you fruitful right in the very place where you've been suffering. So tell somebody, I, I, I needed to hear a word from the Lord. I, I needed to hear that word. Come on, type, 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 type. God, I want to be fruitful. God says, I want you to be fruitful right in the middle of the place you've been suffering. Let's talk about this word suffering very quickly. Su suffering. And uh, uh, b b b before I talk about this word suffering, I would mentioned about how you got to strategically forget some things. Let me just tell you this quick story. I I've shared this story before. You know, the older I get, 
the more I understand the older people who raised me. They used to tell the same stories over and over again. And I'd listen to them like I was hearing for the very first time. And I was just trying to be courageous because I thought they were older and they were, and they were forgetful. But now that I've gotten into that age and getting toward those ages, I, I kind of understand what's happening. <laughs> they were retelling stories not because they forgot that they had told them. They were retelling stories because they were good stories. <laughs> they wanted to hear them again. They wanted to tell them again. They wanted, they wanted to relive them again. So here is a good story that I've told before. If you've been listening for a while, I just want to revisit it. You know, uh, the story is that there was uh, the word had gotten out in this this parish that there was this fellow who people were going to, to 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 hear through him what God had to say for them and they lined up outside of his door blocks and blocks uh, the local parish uh, Catholic parish got concerned the cardinal called the priest said you got to go check this guy out and see is he is he is he for real so the priest stood in line for hours showed up got there to the older man the older man in his 90s kind of thin sitting at the table the priest got there and told him who he was and said, listen, I need to validate that you're for real. So here's the deal. Uh, I want you to go back there since you can talk to God and ask God, what did I tell God in my confession on yesterday? The older guy gets up and he takes his time, gets to the room, shuts the door. About three or four or five minutes, he comes back out fairly quickly. The priest is shocked. He comes back so quickly. And he says, the priest says, well, what did God say? The old gentleman leaned over and whispered to the priest. He said, God told me to tell you that God doesn't remember. What? <laughs> God doesn't remember the sins you confessed to him on yesterday. Oh, I hope that in that moment, the priest, come on now, that priest remembered scripture when the psalmist declares that God says that as far as the east is from the west, that is how far I have removed your sins from me and I will remember them no more. Come on now, here's the deal, that when God forgives you, he strategically forgets the stuff that you did yesterday and last month and last year, that's how he's able to move forward into the future with you. And some of the stuff you're holding on to, you need to know that God has forgiven it, forgiven you, and forgotten it. You got to let go and move forward. I just want to throw that little insight in there uh, as we start a new year. God's forgotten some stuff that you're holding on to. It's time for you to forget now, this notion of suffering, uh, what Joseph is talking. Here's the deal. <clears throat> you know, that word can be translated affliction or pain or grief. Some of you are thinking, you know, can God make me fruitful in the midst of my grief, for example? I'm thinking about those of you who have lost loved ones and you're watching this message with tears in your eyes. God is saying, yes, I can make you fruitful. I, I, I know you can't see a day beyond right now but there is a day and if you just hang in there with me I'll, I'll transform your pain into new purpose just stay with me you know the other day uh, I, I learned that not all of our grief has to do with the death of loved ones or, or even the loss of jobs I was talking to a young man who's, I said how can I pray for you he said well here's the deal I'm in an industry that's doing very well so we did well financially this year he said, my family are, are healthy and safe. He says, what I'm grieving is the brokenness that's in my extended family. 
He says, some people, I mean, we're arguing about whether you ought to wear a mask or not wear a mask, whether you ought to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. And I could just imagine other layers of political arguments going on. And basically what he was saying is that where there was once tranquility and warmth and sweetness among our relationships, it's hard for us to talk to each other. And I'm grieving the loss of, 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 of the fellowship that I've had with family. Some of you guys can relate to that. And God is saying, look, he feels you. But if you allow him to do the work that he wants to do in you, he can do a work through you and make you fruitful. Right in the place where you've shed your tears. Right in the place where, 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 where you've experienced so much pain. Right in that place. So what do you mean by, by fruitful? That's the prophetic promise, right? That, that he can make you, 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 you fruitful. Well, I, I'll tell you what he means. You see, some of us are just happy to get to 2021 because we're celebrating an escape. We escaped 2020. But he, here's the point from God's perspective. He, it's not just about celebrating what you escaped because you don't know what you're escaping into. It is about clarifying what he wants to connect you to. And he wants to connect you to, check this out, a destiny of impact. So that prophetic word that says that God says, I'm going to make you fruitful in the land of your suffering is a word that he's him saying that if you let me do what I want to do in you, come on now, I'm going to connect you to a, a, a destiny of impact. Some of you are watching me from prison cells right now. Some of you are watching me uh, sitting on a cot in a homeless shelter. Some, some of you are watching me because after your spouse has walked out and you need to hear God says right in the midst of where you are, I'm going to connect you to a destiny of impact that it doesn't depend upon the pandemic going away. It doesn't depend upon COVID going away. It doesn't depend upon the stock market doing well. If you let me have my way inside of you, come on now, wherever you are, whatever the context is, I'll, I'll, I'll make you transformative. It's, it's not what you're living through. It's who's living in and through you that will make the difference. Somebody ought to shout Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's a prophetic word. And lastly, it's a prayer, guys. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. Uh, here's a prayer that I want to suggest that you pray every day for the next six weeks during this series. Just pray this prayer. Lord, make me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Shout fruitful. Now, when you pray this prayer, Lord, make me fruitful, you got to ask God the question, by the way, God, what does fruitfulness in my life look like from your vantage point see it's going to be different for different people joseph was a wealthy man he had a lot of wealth for some of you your fruitfulness will be in the wealth that god will entrust in your hand and he's going to intend for you to connect that to his purposes in the world uh, he, he was a he was a, he was a man of great power for some of you your fruitfulness will come in the form of the trajectory of your career but god is saying i want you to use that career connected to my purposes in the world Man, he was dedicating his children. For some of you, your fruitfulness will have nothing to do with what's in your wallet. It will have nothing to do with what's going on outside your house. It will have everything to do with what you pour into the lives of your children and your grandchildren, the experiences, the lessons. Come on now, the insight, the wisdom, the sacrifice. 
that's going to be your fruitfulness. I, as I preach from week to week, I, I, I'm an expression of the fruitfulness of my grand-aunt and grand-uncle. My grand-uncle had, didn't have more than a third-grade education. My grand-aunt went back and got her high school diploma uh, as, an, as an adult. But look at where I've gone and what I get to do. I'm an expression of their fruitfulness. So you pray this prayer. God, I want to be fruitful means... Let me, what does it look like from your perspective? And then lastly, as you pray this prayer, it connects you to a process, guys. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a process. Now, let me just talk to you about, uh, yeah, the process. I call it the process of becoming. Process of becoming what? Process of becoming fruitful. Now, uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me just talk to you really quickly uh, about the, 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 go back to the, to the text just for a few moments. We'll go, notice this. Uh, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh. Notice this. He says, God has made me forget. In, in other words, he said, God did a work in my thinking. God did a work in my personality. God, God did a work uh, in, 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 in my experiences. And, and he taught me how to forget. Somebody shout process. Watch the next verse. Watch the next verse. It, it says, as he named his second son, he says, God has made me fruitful. That, 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 the way you make a garden fruitful is you got to water it, you got to fertilize it, you got to pull up all the dead stuff around it. And he's essentially saying that, 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 that God pulled up the dead weeds out of my life, the old ways of thinking, the old patterns that kept tangling me up and messing me up, that, that God kept weeding my life and weeding my thinking and watering who I am as a person and blessing me with fresh wisdom and new insight. Come on now, and fresh perspective. And ultimately, he, made, he cultivated something in me. As you pray the prayer, God, make me fruitful, you are submitting to a God-ordained process that's going to do some weeding in your life, that's going to do some pulling up, that's going to shift some perspective in your thinking. Are you ready to sign up for that process? All right, listen. Say the word. Everybody shout exile. Shout exile. Here, here's where I want to end up. I'm going to do it fairly quickly. Here's my definition for exile. Forced to live in a foreign land. Everybody shout foreign land. You could say in an unfamiliar place. You know, one thing that this pandemic has created is a reality of unfamiliarity. Listen, isn't it an unfamiliar place that here on the first Sunday, for those of you who might have grown up in church, that you can't be sitting elbow to elbow in some sanctuary? I mean, this is unfamiliar territory, guys. It's unfamiliar territory that you can't go visit your loved ones in the hospital. It's unfamiliar territory that you can't hang out on Christmas with family, hugging and greeting. Come on, man. It's, it's just unfamiliar. It, it, it feels like... You and I are, we're exile. Come on, in a strange land. You know, it goes beyond that. When you just think about the culture that we live in, all of the quick changes that have happened in the culture where we live, it, 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 some of us, you know, some of us grew up in all black communities and all white communities. Uh, most of us grew up in a country that spoke simply one language, English, and, 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 and now you walk into a store, you walk down your community, you got a mixture of people. Some folks say, that is wonderful. You have a mixture of languages. Some people say, that's awesome. But other people are feeling like, man, I, wh where's the place that I once knew? 
I grew up in a context where the, the b- biblical standards, come on, was agreed upon standards even f- by folk who didn't go to church. That, doesn't ex- th- that world doesn't exist anymore. And, and part of the divisiveness that's happening has to do with some people who feel exiled. Come on now, trying to hold on to stuff that's passing and changing. That's part of the insight of this text is, as, you know, Joseph's boys would become a part of the nation of Israel and the nation of Israel would ultimately end up in slavery in Egypt and God would miraculously deliver them, drop them in the promised land. They would grow up, blow up and become a powerful nation and then they would forget the God that brought them there. They would walk away from his law, meaning they would dismiss the, 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 the values and visions that he shaped them with they turn on one another rather than working towards for each other they become vulnerable the Babylonians are going to come in smash the city of Jerusalem destroy the temple which is the center of their spiritual world and pull uh, tons of them out ten thousands of miles to Babylon and exile them in a foreign land they describe that experience very quickly here in Psalms 137 by the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion, it's another word for Jerusalem. There on the poplar trees we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of those great songs of Jerusalem. They're talking about a lot of the psalms that we read. How can we sing, they declared, the songs of the Lord while we're in a foreign land. Come on now. They said, how can we worship when we're not in the temple? How can we give God praise when we're not in Jerusalem? How can we declare, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me, and forget not his, uh, his, his benefits when we're living in a land of oppressors? Well, what, 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 what God wanted to teach them is that it's not about the temple, come on, or the city. It's about the God that you serve. You didn't leave him in Jerusalem. Come on, he's right there with you. So you ought to be able to say, come on, let's magnify the name of the Lord come on with me for he is great and greatly to be praised right way because he's doing great things right where you are it's to these people that the words of Isaiah comes to uh, decades later they're in exile in Babylon and they stumble across this text and it comes to them as a prophetic word that God says oh you thought I forgot about you but I've got a I've got a destiny of impact but in these verses is also a process that I'm calling you that you're going to have to engage in and, and notice how the text starts off uh, they're, they're reading in exile they're longing for Jerusalem and longing for a temple and longing for yesterday and longing for what has passed them by and God the, the prophet reads and God becomes the mouthpiece for God and he says this is what the Lord says he who made a way through the sea a path through the mighty waters who drew out the chariots and horses the army and reinforcement he's talking about how God destroyed the Egyptian army in the sea after opening it up and allowing the nation of Israel to escape through it. Come on now. They lay there talking about the Egyptian army there. And, 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 and I can hear the Jewish people as they, as they hear that being read. And they're thinking about Jerusalem. They're thinking about what emerged in the promised land on the other side of liberation. And they're longing for that day that has long since passed. I can hear them almost saying amen. And God disrupts the amen with an unexpected verse here it comes he says but forget the former things do not dwell make your tent hang out 
in the past. Let the past pass. Here's another way of saying it in the NIV. But forget all of that. All that stuff I just described, all of the blessings and the miracles that I did bringing you out and elevating you. Forget all of that. Forget about when you're going to get back to Jerusalem and, and, and when the temple is going to be. Don't worry about that. Come on now. It, it doesn't compare to what I'm going to do. You're looking towards the past, but I'm doing something great in the future. Can I just get you to turn around? Can I just forget you to let some stuff go to forget get some stuff all right his insight his insight i know you're looking for a new beginning the question is what kind of new beginning are you longing for a new beginning of former things or are you longing for a new beginning of future things come on tell me which one are you praying that 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 that, that god will give you a a new beginning as it relates to things that God is suggesting you need to let go of. Watch what the prophet Isaiah says, former things versus future things. Forget the former things. <laughs> I'm not trying to do a new beginning there. Come on now. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now, here's, here's the point. You've heard me talk about forget and forget and forget. That is the first step in this process that God is inviting you into. Here's the point. Forget, forget. That is the first step. And, and, and what do I mean by forget? It means to let go. That there's some things you've got to let go of from your childhood in order to get to where God is calling you. There's some things you've got to let go of. Come on now. Uh, from old hurts, from the job you had two jobs ago. Come on now. There are some things that you've got to let go of. Some old ways of thinking and old ways of doing things, right? He's saying, you know, it's all right to appreciate and to cherish those things but don't pitch a tent in a past that has passed you by come on now turn around I'm doing something fresh on this other side over here somebody ought to shout turn around shout let go and turn around I'm doing something fresh you can get so fixated on the past you miss what God is doing in the future here's a wonderful picture of uh, from my movie uh, movie I like dream girls Jennifer Hudson is here. She's singing this very famous song, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. And she's singing to Jamie Foxx, who's playing her boyfriend. He's trying to get out of her life. He is the past that's passing. But she refuses to let him go. That is the essence of the drama of this song, right? Look at some of the lyrics that she says. She says, I'm telling you, I'm not going. Let, you're the best man I've ever known. There's no way I'm ever gonna go no no there's no way that I'm living without you I'm not gonna live without you I don't want to be free and we know the guy is no good we're saying let him go he's not a blessing he's a blocker to your blessings and some of you are like Jennifer Hudson. You're, you're, you're singing to the past. There's no way I'm going to let you go. There's no way that I'm going to be free of you. Come on now. There's somebody that says, I want a new start and walk in a, on a new day of, of freedom from my addiction. But you don't want to let go of your old friends who you've been working out your addiction with. Come on now. There's some high schooler who is all you make are A's, but your friends make C's and D's. And, 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 and they try to make you feel stupid for being smart. And, 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 and God is saying, let them go. And you're saying, there's no way I'm going to ever let them go. Some of you are trying to hold on to the... To 
to, 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 to what COVID has stolen from you. And, 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 and whether we're in terms of how we do church or how you relate to family. You know, I was talking to my, my, my mother-in-law just as an aside. And, and we were talking about how COVID has stolen so much from us. And she said, you know, her, she and her sisters, they used to meet quarterly for, for, for dinner in different restaurants. And COVID stole that. And it's so painful. After the conversation, conversation that came to me, I made a note. I'm going to go back and say to her, listen, you guys can't meet physically quarterly, but now you can meet on Zoom weekly. Don't be so fixated on what's passing that you miss the brand new thing that God is trying to do in the future. So the very first step, what this sermon is, ha- is hammering, is that you've got to be able to let go of something. You've got to be able to, 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 to ultimately say goodbye. So here's the point. If I'm going to let go of stuff, I need to do some work this week to figure out what do I let go and what do I hold on to. So let me give you three insights in terms of what you can, what you can hold on. Because here's the, here, here, go back to that point. Let me, let's say this because I, I forgot it. So you get this. A healthy hello requires a courageous goodbye. Come on now. So, so as you process, what am I going to say uh, 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 hello to? I got to figure out what I'm going to say goodbye, which means I got to figure out what I'm going to hold on to. Here's three things you can hold on to quickly. One, learn the lessons of the past and hold on to them. Did you discover some things about stuff you were relying on that you now know they are not reliable? <laughs> what are the lessons you've learned about yourself that you didn't know about yourself because you lived through 2020? Hold on to those lessons. Memories. Come on. Hold on to the good memories. Those of you who have lost loved ones, I, I know what it's like. I've been there and find yourself in grief and in tears. But then as powerful as death is, you know one thing death can't take from you? Your memories. So I just want to encourage you when you find those tears flowing. Take out your phone. Take out the photo book. Start walking through the photos. Get on the phone with loved ones. Start telling stories and talking about your loved ones. Communicating and passing along the lessons and the blessings that came through the life of that loved one. Cherish those, cultivate those memories and those memories will bless you. And then lastly, faith. God says, don't worry about the temple. Don't worry about the city of Jerusalem. Just keep your eye on me. And as I move, come on, as I exit the temple, don't worry, don't stay there. Just follow me because I'm faithful in every season and in every place and in every context. So just let me do what I want to do in you and you keep your eye on me. Can I end this here? Saying goodbye. That's step one. Forget. Step one. Say goodbye. The stuff you're trying to hold on to. Well, in order to do that, you need to know there's two different types of goodbyes. There's the, the permanent goodbye, and there's the temporary goodbye. And one of the things you've got to be able to discern is know the difference between a permanent goodbye and a temporary goodbye. You know, when I was in the sixth grade, my grandaunt took me to Abilene, Texas, and there my grandmother had moved to Henderson, Texas. We all got met up together. I didn't know that they had decided to transition me to my grandmother for a couple of years. And they only told me maybe about an hour before the transition was ready to take place. I screamed and I yelled and it was so traumatic and I ran and I hid. All because I thought this was going to be a permanent goodbye. 
Had I simply known it was temporary, that in two years, and this is what happened in two years, I returned to both the house and the arms of my grand aunt and uncle, I still would have grieved, but I would have grieved as one with hope. I just want to end this message for those of you who are still working through your grief. Know the difference between a permanent goodbye and a temporary goodbye. Yes, you need to be able to say goodbye in order to move forth, forward, but just remember what I talked about last weekend, that at the end of the day, Jesus has conquered death. He has the final word and, and death itself will have to surrender all that it has to the one who's king of kings and lord of lords. It's a temporary goodbye. Amen and amen. Lord, I just pray that you'd help those who are listening to, to hear and to respond. You're inviting us into a process that's connected to a destiny. The first step of that process is to figure out what we need to forget, what we need to let go, what we need to say goodbye to. Help us with that step. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, praise God. All right, guys, listen. I want to challenge you to take some steps with us. Uh, in, in our app, there's a connection card. And if you go inside the connection card, we've got some next steps there. And there are three options for the next step, beginning with saying, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus or I'm going to come back to Jesus or I need some more information. And then there's a response to the message. And here's the deal. The real question that I've kind of laid out in this message, are you ready to enter the process that God has designed for you in order to connect you to the, the destiny of impact he's calling you to? And if your answer is yes, just check. Just check yes under the response to the message. And then finally, take a picture of this reflection question. What do you need to let go of? And whatever you do, don't miss reconnecting with me for part two next week. A new beginning. God bless. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm super excited about this brand new series. I pray that you were truly blessed today. Hey, share this with your family and friends and whatever you do, make sure you're back here next week to hear uh, week two. And if you want to know when we go live uh, on Facebook, just go ahead and uh, push the notification bell both on the Facebook page and in the Facebook app.